Hello, and welcome to episode 79 of Man vs. Business. My name is Les Janes, and I am here with my co-host, Sean McManaman. In this week's podcast, we're discussing the topic of making fact-based decisions. So with that, let's go ahead and start the show. Sean, how's it going today? Good, Les. How are you? I am doing fine. So we had a uh, successful ringer uh, recording last week. Yes, and we've got our we've got our issues figured out. We think so. So knock on wood. So if you're yeah. knocking on your head, that's good. That's right. You, you mean you can't hear it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> hollow sound. Yeah. Um, so so uh, you know, hopefully we have figured out the issue with uh, with ringer. It really likes Firefox, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so, and then the other thing we wanted to bring up today was uh, we wanted to uh, give our well wishes and, and uh, our prayers with those people that are dealing with the the hurricane situations in Florida and Houston still. So, you know, I, in fact, I think your parents are dealing with it, aren't they? Yeah, my parents are down in Naples and uh, no power all week. Oh so wow! It's, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of bad. They're I mean they're they're in their seventies, so they're not that that old, but. Uh, yeah, it's not easy. Not easy with no air. My dad said that the house was 85 degrees last night at midnight. Ugh. Yeah. That makes for a long night. That's tough. He said last night was tough. Wow. Well. Yeah. Our well wishes going out to him. Yeah. So um, today we thought we would pick a topic on making fact-based decisions. So I think this is one of those areas that you and I whether we like it or not, we should and do deal with it uh, on a daily basis. And probably we, along with a lot of other people, should get better at it. So, you know, For I know... Multiple it, reasons, right? Yeah. I, you know. I know from a previous life, uh, you know, fact-based decisions didn't seem to exist, uh, exist very much. It was always... Uh, you know, hurry, 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 and let's skip through the facts or right. let's skip and, through and, and not necessarily the facts, let's skip through the data. Yeah. And what uh, was my what was my response usually when somebody was going off on a tangent? Remember what I would call it? Uh lazy something? Lazy speech. Lazy speech, that's right. Don't let people get away with lazy speech because it drives you down the wrong path. And what I mean by lazy speech is Things like, oh, well, everybody is bad, or nobody can get this done, or you know, things that things that are just non non accountable language that pushes the onus onto somebody else that really doesn't drive towards a result. So let's kind of uh, clarify what we mean by fact based decisions, and you know, and it and it somewhat clarifies itself, but. A lot of times when you're, especially when you're in a continuous improvement mode, when you're trying to define, you know, a better process or re-engineering a process or developing a new process, things like that, um, our tendency is just to jump towards the solution. I know we had a uh, employee that we used to work with that would always try and stop us jumping to the solution. Yeah. And I think you know who I'm talking about. I do. <laughs> um, you know, and, and the more I think about that, the more um, I respect why he did that. 
and and the fact is is that we should be making better decisions based on good data and um, utilizing that data and doing your homework. Well, and it's also about the information that you have at the time. So take sure. take whatever facts you have at the time and and make decisions based on those facts. Now, this is something we talked a little bit about, and I'll even put a percentage. Is it a hundred percent based on those facts? Is it a a plus b equals c? Is it black and white? You know what? You might Most likely you might, not. Yeah, you might need a little a little gut check in there as well. So, yeah. but understand understand at least, at least your gut check should not counter the facts. I guess so this is what I would rather say. So when Sean and I were discussing this topic, this is where I kind of made the statement of saying, uh, you know, making fact-based decisions and not using your gut. And Sean immediately uh, jumped in and said, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure I agree with you there. Uh, so what did you sh- say, Sean? Well, you know, the thing is, your your gut is your experience. And we pay people for their experience. We We employ them. For their experience, yes, their mind to you know do calculations and make good decisions. Good decisions based on what their their history, the facts, and and I think the majority of their decisions should be made on the facts. But but taking the facts and going down a path, I believe, has to be has to feel right, has to has to be the right thing because the facts the, the facts are now. The facts might not be a future position, your idea and understanding and history can anticipate a future position. So that's where your gut has to come in. Yeah. And I think that um, after he said that, in my mind, I said, you know what? Sean's right. I should reel that back a little bit. And I guess maybe what I should have said is not make your decision solely on gut feel. And that's really that's really what I should have said. And and there probably is a, a percentage there of, you know, 80, 20, something along those lines of, you know, saying, hey, 80% is based on fact, 20% is your experience, your gut feel, you know, what is your heart telling you? Those kind right, of statements. Because, because think of it, you, you're not going to most likely have 100% of the facts. That's right. There might be information missing and your gut has to interpolate or extrapolate the information that you don't have, but you believe to be true in order to go down that path. Right. And that's the way, that's the way I would look at it. So, you know, one of the ways that, you know, I've been introduced to fact-based decision-making is through the, the whole quality arena. One of the biggest parts of the quality section is, you know, gathering and analyzing data. So if you look at the, the DMAIC process, which is a, which is a methodology for stepping through continuous improvement, improvement, which is define, measure, analyze, improve, and control. So you've got the, the measure and the analyze there that um, you should not skip. And there's a reason that that uh, gathering of data and that analyzing of data is, is there. Now, what happens, though, is we in the real world we got to get to an answer, got to get to an answer, got to get to an answer. You know, so we push through and we, we shortcut things. Um, and so, so that's the challenge, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're, we're in these businesses, we're trying to make money. We're trying to uh, make sure we turn a profit. We're trying to get better, but our 
tendency is to bypass, you know, some of those valuable things to get to the end solution. And have you ever proven to yourself that by skipping those steps, you've actually hurt yourself rather than helped yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what I was going to bring up, and as you were saying that, I was thinking, I was thinking that it is, it's typical in business, and I've seen in many cases where going too fast caused you more time in the long run and more cost. Right. You did it wrong. You did it wrong because because maybe some of the facts guided you in a, in a direction that your gut took you down and, and it was wrong. But but if you didn't take the time to get all of the facts and understand all the facts, um, you you know perhaps you would have moved in, in a slightly different direction and you would have been better off. So the the phrase, um, you know, you always have time to do something twice. You never have time to do it once. Is yeah. I think it holds very true, and that's where I was going to go back to my old my old saying that we have to be the adult in the room and understand the impact of doing something fast and wrong as opposed to a little longer, you know, taking a little more time, but getting it right and getting yeah. it more right by a large amount. Because I think I think a little bit of time with more facts gives you gives you more right in the long run. Than, than heading down the wrong path and having to perhaps start again in some process. So, you know, I, I equate this to the carpenter's world of measure twice, cut once. <laughs> yeah. That's you what know, our fathers and, always told us. That's <laughs> what I'm, that, I remember my dad telling me that yeah. so many times. Oh, yeah. And, and I don't know if he was telling it to me for purposes of a metaphor for future business. <laughs> no, I, I, don't, I don't think. At least my dad wasn't. He, yeah, he no, was, mine wasn't either. Mine was, was just saying, waste that material. we don't want to waste that wood. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. <laughs> and of course, I got my dad building a table for me right now. So hopefully he's measuring twice and cutting once. So <laughs> I've gotten, I've gotten plenty of texts about, about uh, questions he has. So he's definitely making sure he does it right. But all right. Uh, so we should, maybe we should use this as, this as an example and go down the, the path. So what, what quality measures have you taken to make sure that the measurements are right? Right. That you gave him yeah. the right dimensions. Yeah. So I did, I did sketch it up okay. and figured out exactly what I was looking for. And he has done a previous table for me. And, and this one is the one he's building now is for at work. And so I'm doing an industrial set of legs and he's building me a nice wood top that I can mount those industrial legs to. So I gave him the dimensions. I told him exactly what uh, uh, size and material that I was looking for and what the top was going to look like. And, and um, he's uh, been texting me, making sure that, uh, you know, he, well, today's question was, did you want uh, wood with, with uh, knots in it or wood without knots? Because without knots is twice the cost. <laughs> well, uh, so I said, is, you know, it's going in my office, so I want it without the knots. <laughs> this is a yeah, nice, uh, nice example. So communication, so supplier and customer communication. Yep. Getting the facts. Had he, had he used his gut feel, say, hey, it's, it's for work and it's coming out of your pocket. Who cares? It's in the corner of your office. I'll get knots. And then you were not happy. That's right. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be happy at the end, and, and uh, things would be difficult then between the supplier and the customer. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and dad and son. There you go. I was going to say, and, and now I'm going to have to tell dad to listen to his podcast because he's on the show today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but no, that is a very simplistic example of exactly what we're talking about, though, is the fact of 
you know, how do you make sure that that person's got the facts, they do their, their quality checks, make sure they've got what they need. And so that the customer is satisfied with what you're about to deliver, you know, because just oh, go like ahead. We were, yeah, sorry, I was just going to emphasize again, just like we were saying, if your father went down the path thinking that knots are good and, and the last table he built for you had knots in it, okay, then then uh, that would have been good. But then if you went back to him and said, no, I need one without knots, there he is now doing it twice with a higher mm-hmm. budget and longer longer time frame. And that can translate to anything we do, either in business or in our own personal well, and that's where I was going to go to next is, you know, most of our conversation here has been around the the quality arena, which that's one of the biggest areas where fact-based decision-making is made, where you're actually gathering data so that you can try and make a good decision and use tools to make those decisions off of, as opposed to just kind of putting your thumb in the air and go, let's go that way, you know. Um I think the other, th- other areas that we need to uh, make sure that people need to use facts on is, Employee issues, mm-hmm. you know, that's another area where you should make fact-based decisions. Uh, I know so many leaders that um, have a hard time with this part of it because they want to get it solved, get it out of their hair, and they want to move on to more per- what they consider more productive things. And uh, that's a mistake. Yes. yes because right. what you're hurting there is your culture. That's right. Good point there. That's That's culture. And being slow and deliberate in gathering facts when it comes to human resource issues is the most important process that you can mm-hmm. adhere to. Yep. Yeah. Yep. If you try to knee jerk into making a, a decision on an employee issue, uh, you're asking for nothing but heartache and trouble. All right. So that brought up a question. Okay. What is a fact? What is a fact? Uh, you know, that's good. Good point because it's, it's a lot of times it can be said that it's, the fact is based on the eyes of the beholder, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. So, but, you know, especially when you get to employee issues, the, the he said, she said issue, you know, comes up. How do you get facts? And then, and then what, what, what is a fact? So in the quality process, it, it's a little easier. A fact because is, you have data. Yeah. A fact is a point of data. Yes. Yeah. And the understanding of that point of data, you know, facts, uh, the other, the other area, you went to HR, I went the other side to okay. marketing and sales. Yeah. So yeah. what are what are the facts that you you need to drum up before you you know build a new product? Yeah, know. making sure you have cut, you have a market for it. Exactly. So what are the facts yeah. that drive you to going into an area that you might not be in before? You know, the two areas of growth: your existing yeah. products in a new market, or your existing market with new products. So so, so again, the flip side of that would be the fact of. Well, hey, let's just stick our thumb in the air and let's go down this marketing path right here and, and we won't do any research. We'll just see how it comes out on the other end. Well, that's that's where you get a lot of, I know, at least in the engineering side, you get a lot of people with great ideas. Yes. That 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 tell management, hey, this is a great idea and people will definitely buy it. How many times does that actually work? Very few. Very, Very few, you few need, times. You yeah. need to know you need to know in my experience, let me put it this way, this isn't this isn't an absolute fact, but it is it is a, a gut where the facts have to a gut opinion on where the facts have to be developed is what is the need of the customer and then do you have the skill to develop that product. Well and just like and just like you said at the beginning of this podcast, uh, facts will only get you so far. They won't get you a hundred percent. So that's where um, trying to get close is going to be done through tools. So in a lot of these cases, you have tools to help support you. 
So touching in the quality arena, you have tools like uh, uh, Pareto charts and uh, fishbone uh, diagrams. Fish diagrams and and five and Y questionnaires and you know all that kind of stuff. In HR, you know it's a matter of of doing some some research, being a and being an investigator. You know, uh, I will say that probably your your gut probably tells you quite a bit more on personnel type issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but, your gut your gut probably plays a little bit more, but that can be dangerous. It can be dangerous. Yeah, that, yeah. Is, a, that is a tough. And thing. then and then in the marketing arena, there's definitely tools to help you out with with marketing uh, activities. So you know, learning those tools is very important. I mean, you know, we won't uh, you know go into all the tools. We we may have some shows on you know, separate individual tools, but just to realize that your goal should be to back to the 80, 20 rule, try to use a tool 80% of the time to get you to what you feel is a pretty good analysis of the data. And with a little bit of gut feel sprinkled in to help you come (laughs) to a conclusion. Sounds like you're uh, building a cake. I'm building a cake. <laughs> I got the I got the recipe for a cake. Yeah, or is exactly. that a recipe for disaster? Well, yeah, hopefully not disaster. But then I again, I always so. say, and I hate using talk about lazy speech. Hopefully, I hate I hate that term. Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, hope, yeah because hope's not a strategy. Hope's not a strategy. That's right. You've you've heard Sean is full of uh, metaphors and sayings. Oh, I know. <laughs> and I typically catch myself after I say one of them, and then I have to recant what I what I said just to make sure that I stay consistent and not be a hypocrite. Yeah. So I I think our main point with this podcast is the fact of using data, analyzing data to try and help you make good decisions. Is there is there any other areas you can think of that we need to touch on on fact based decision making? Well, it's yeah. The the, the periphery of, okay. of that is is what I'm thinking of, and and being a leader in an organization, kind of back to the, some of the points that I made earlier, is don't rush through it. Um, there is always pressure to get things done fast. But, yes. But, but but think how purposeful you can be, and you should be, on getting. Getting the facts. I mean, the thing is, you, you, if you have a group of five facts and you don't you don't feel you have enough information to go in a direction, well, just think how much how much more time do you need to gather that sixth and seventh fact that might get you to to the uh, end result that or you know a path get you to right. a path. So that's where you really have to analyze analyze the group. So the individual facts and then the group of facts, individual or um, analyze what you know and then take that information and then go step forward. The other thing is think, think three steps ahead. What will the facts look like down the road so that you can, you can kind of put, I like to think of this as putting like a sensitivity analysis on it. So if you veer a little bit because your facts changed or new facts caused you to change, try to try to think through it with, you know, sensitivity analysis or risk analysis Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it all depends on what it is that you're trying to decide as to how detailed you have to be and how fast you can move with whatever facts you have. But at least have something to fall back on to give your mind some peace in that the decision you made is a good one. And, and you can't kill yourself if the decision you made is a bad one based on the facts that you had. That was, right. that was the facts. 
this is my experience. If it doesn't work, you know, hopefully it's not something catastrophic, but if it doesn't work, either, either have a plan to correct or a plan that, okay, yeah, you got to start again and understand it and, and don't, and don't, you know, worry yourself to death over it because that doesn't get you any further anyway. If you you that's exactly what I was going to say was the, was the fact that, uh, when you did come to the point where you were going to make a decision and actually roll that decision out, make the decision and move on. Don't fret over it. Don't, uh, you know, worry about it. And if you need to reevaluate, you need to reevaluate because there's nothing wrong with, and I tell my guys this all the time that they will find that I have no problem going down a path which in which we've made a decision and turning around, coming back and going down a different direction. I have no problems undoing something if, right. if the other direction is the way to go. As long you know, as as long as you chose that first direction based on the information that you all knew. That you had at the time. That's right. And if you can mm-hmm. point to something that changed, then everybody should be comfortable on why you're going to start again because now you have new information. If you don't have right. if you don't have any facts and you are willy nilly shotgunning through some process. Yeah. Well, then you're going to just wear people out and you're going to get worn out yourself by just ambling down the road, trying to get, you know, the end result that you want, not knowing why you're heading down a particular path, you know? So how would you summarize this? How would I sum- be, be purposeful in your understanding and collection of data to, to make a decision carry out the decision, own it, measure. Okay. So, you know, the, the, the make process, right. You're going to uh, control after you've made the decision and, and then the change in process. So what is the control and how can you either correct or how much do you have to redo? Yep. I would agree. That wasn't much of a summary. I think I could just blather on forever on stuff like that. <laughs> I was going to say that, but then I decided not to, but then you said it. So now it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, I think with this, with this session, we just wanted to kind of, uh, you know, put out there, you know, this is something that Sean and I run into all the time on, on decision making as, you know, he and I, you know, grow our businesses and our respective businesses. And, and, uh, you know, this is an important part to making a, a business, uh, grow with good direction. Yeah. And don't, don't be afraid to, to, to slow people down and say, Hey, let me understand this. These are the facts that you're telling me because I I, I go back to the earlier comment about lazy speech. If somebody comes running up to you and they've got all these things that are happening and they're telling you what needs to be done, if it takes an extra two minutes to slow, you know, of course, if something's on fire, you got to take care of that 911. Yeah. But if, but if it's, you know, something in the business and somebody's passionate about it, Make sure you slow them down and ask them the questions that really drive to what the facts are so that you both then can be clear on what has to be done next. So don't be afraid yep. to, to say, whoa, slow down a bit. Yeah, I agree. Well, why don't we go ahead and uh, end this session right here. I hope that uh, everybody has enjoyed uh, uh, this session of Man versus Business. And we will be back to chat with everybody again next week. So, Sean, I hope your parents... Uh, uh, get to doing better and uh, I hope you have a great week. Thanks. You too, Wes. Take care. Yep. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of man versus business. 
Please note that neither Sean nor myself are business consultants. We just have a strong passion for discussing all things business. Please remember to visit sigmatree.co to see our other podcasts, our business ventures, and our blog. And by the way, you can also drop us a line from the message page. Again, thank you and have a good week.